This is Leisha Holmes of Key Recruitment. Welcome to the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And for those of you joining us on YouTube, welcome. I'm very delighted to be joined today by a guest all the way up in Edinburgh. This is Chris Peace of Peace Recruitment. Welcome to you today. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome indeed. How are things up there in Edinburgh at the moment? As we record this in December, where are you at in the COVID pandemic? Are you in um, it's different regions, so it's all split up just now, but I think the only thing consistent in other regions is it's bloody freezing, <laughs> as you would expect. So I think we're just about to go down a notch, so maybe we'll get back to the restaurants and be able to have a glass of wine to celebrate the festive season, which will start in about a week's time for us, I think, generally. So yeah, looking forward to the break. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you are, absolutely. And for anyone who has never been to Edinburgh, you have to get up there. It is an absolutely wonderful city. It's a place that I'm very fond of, as you know, Chris. So I wanted to invite you on here today because we've got an, an interesting topic. Obviously, with what's happened this year, we've gone through every human being, everybody listening and watching this in recruitment, whether you're a leader or whether you're an employee, we've had a very stressful year. And as human beings, we often, in a state of stress, go into a fight or flight mode. But you've got your own perception of this, of how this will impact our own psyche, but also those of the team. So do you want to explain what your theory is? Yeah, so I got thinking about it, and only because I saw some of these traits in myself, um, and I was changing from one day to the next. So like you say, if you've got fight and flight and then freeze as well, if you imagine like a bear jumping out of the woods, you can, you can, what your options are really... And um, if you imagine COVID being that metaphorical bear, what options do you have in the corporate world or what options do you have as an employee or as an owner? And the three sort of characteristics that I've seen in myself and in candidates I'm speaking to and my own team members is help, hide and hinder. Mm -hmm. And I started looking at these different characteristics. And I suppose the first thing I'd like to do before I sort of pigeonhole everybody into three categories is, you need to make sure you're communicating with your team and showing empathy to your team members because somebody might be hiding or hindering because of something going on behind the scenes, some sort of level of stress and things like that. So you've got to ask the question and because people probably don't automatically want to hinder their own career or hinder your initiatives that you're trying to do as a business owner or whatever. Maybe there's something going on behind closed doors that you're not aware of. So maybe it's time to, first of all, have an open conversation. And then if they're still hindering, then you can have a more of a conversation. So, yeah, that's my sort of idea. And I've, I've, I've gathered this based on information from candidates, clients, my own feelings and instincts as well. And I've separated that into sort of um, characteristics of each of these as well. Wow. OK, so is, is some of this um, gained from the chimp paradox? Is, is that where this is coming from? That as, as human beings, we, we naturally become one of those, whether it is the fight, flight or or freeze and then obviously in your case to help the hide or hinder is it something we're consciously aware of before we go further into how this will impact people it's um i've read the chimp paradox but quite a long time ago now actually so you're, you're asking the question there but um no it's not something i don't think people have been naturally aware of i think now i think a lot of people which is why i feel that about 60 percent of the workforce at the moment are in, in hide mode and so I think it's a very common trait and I think people, it's an easy option. It's, it's probably, people might be thinking they might ride out the storm or fly under the radar from a recruitment perspective as well. I think these are the individuals that will hit their target bang on. They won't go over, they won't go under. They'll just look to just fly under the radar and stay quiet. They might be passively disengaged. They might be quiet in meetings, um, low energy, low motivation, but you're going to get your exactly what salary you pay. If you're paying low salaries, 
you'll get low effort and if you're asking for that. So I think that's 60% of the workforce. And I think a lot of people, because they're worried about being made redundant mm -hmm. or they're worried about looking too, um, you know, too bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, a lot of people just fall into that sort of, like, I'll just stay quiet. Like in, like in the classroom, if you like, you don't want to be the teacher's pet, but you also don't want to be in detention. So everybody just stays quiet and nobody sits at the front or the back of the class. You just sit in the middle. So that, I think, is about 60% of your workforce there that are in this hide mode for whatever reason. Mm. And do you think that's a problem? If they're, if they're hitting target, they're making money. Well, it depends. I think some people just hit targets just for the sake of hitting targets. To be honest, I'd rather somebody tried their hardest and missed their target than somebody knew that they needed to achieve X and did X on the final day. Um, for me, uh, and there'll be plenty of people probably listening to this, that KPIs are things that we shouldn't really be talking about, but it does drive performance. But you should do whatever you need to do to make your candidates and your clients or your staff or team members happy. Mm. So I think if you're hiding, I think that's a good performance. You're not doing yourself any favours, but again, you can understand why people would hide if there is a lot of change and a lot of stress happening in the world. So people are just going under the rock and just hoping that by the time this vaccine comes out and things are looking a bit better, that they'll be okay again. So folk have just gone into hibernation mode, which we need to pull them out from that to recover. I was going to say, so hide mode really is people that, if you're listening to this and you know you're in your comfort zone, you know that you really should probably move for a new job or you should be pushing yourself to the next target to get promotion. But it, given what we've gone through for the last nine months, it just feels too, inverted commas, easy to yeah. stay doing what you're doing, which is, you know, hitting those basic KPIs. Because as we all know, those are usually minimum expectations. And, you know, we're not saying that there's anything wrong with that per se, but actually you're not achieving your full potential. So how does a person like yourself, whether it's a business owner or a recruitment manager or leader or team leader, how do you identify someone that is in hide mode? And then what can you do to get them into a more, is help then in more, a more positive yeah, well, so if we, if we talk about the help one, I think that's about 30% of your workforce. And to be honest, these individuals, it's pretty easy to see these ones. These will be positive, motivated, engaged. They'll be, you know, overachieving on their goals. They'll be putting their hands up to help out. They'll probably be empathetic towards you. I've had some of my team members come up and go, I know you've not had an easy time of it, Chris. And, you know, how are you feeling about things? And I know, you know, this is quite stressful for business owners. And I know how have you dealt with all this learning, the new sort of, the ways of the world and what our clients are saying and stuff and so you can see these individuals are sort of team players and they're also upskilling themselves these are the ones that are reading all their books and probably meditating and exercising loads or have built a bar in their back garden they're motivated they go getters and these individuals the ones that are helping and i've seen trainees of mine really really step up and i've just promoted one in the office where all he wants to do is help and be engaged and support and so these individuals are leapfrogging people yeah. who are hiding and these individuals you can see they've shown their true colors and when times get tough you need to all stick together and so these helpers have, have proven really really successful and even in difficult times they've still achieved the targets and the monetary targets as well and then you've got 10 percent of your workforce that are probably hinderers which is um, they might be openly negative they'll be um you know poor attendance poor timekeeping mood hoovers they'll be challenging they might be unreliable um joking aside these might be the individuals if you've got a team of 20 odd or 100 even they're the ones that on the zoom meeting or the microsoft teams have always got the camera off so you don't see them rolling their eyes when you're trying to, when you're trying to roll out another incentive or another initiative 
straight on the WhatsApp as soon as you're finished on the Zoom call to your pals to try and drag those hiders into their little negative Tinder account because for some reason they're not they're not engaged and stuff. And so it's easy. And to be honest, if you look at your current workforce and you've got a team of 10, I pretty much bet you you'll be able to see similar traits in all of those of that sort of 30% helpers, 60% hiders and, and you know 10% hinders. But um you'll you'll see it, you'll know the traits yourself. Mm, well, it's the, you use the, ter the term mood hoover. It's one of my favourite words, um, and you can just tell they're the ones that, like you say, always see the negative, um, try and bring other people down. And you know, this year will have definitely enhanced those behaviours and those traits because the mood, the, the mood of the media has probably made them feel even more sort of negative about everything. So, so how will your technique? And I think it's really fascinating, and I totally agree with you. I think that that you know it, it is prescriptive, but actually. It's most business owners are probably sat there nodding right now going, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. So how will understanding this technique benefit fellow business leaders as we return to a buoyant market? Because the reality is most markets now are recovering um, and will continue to do so. Now the vaccine, you know, literally as we record this today, this is V-Day in the UK. Uh, mm -hmm. The vaccine has started to be rolled out. So what, what would you say this technique can be used as a, as a benefit? Well, first of all, you need to be aware of it. I've been speaking to a lot of my good clients and they've been super positive, like more positive than I could ever have thought when I've been speaking about it. It's like, God, you're so true. That's so right. So what do I need to do? So I've been going out and helping these clients with their survival plan, which is helping them survive the next six months and then thrive for the following six months. And so being aware of it in the first instance, and while not pigeonholing everybody into it, just looking at your team and communicating with them and finding out what they want. But being aware that I, I fully expect there'll be a mass migration or a huge merry-go-round within the market next year. Now, that's for the recruitment market, but I also think it'll happen in construction and property, which is our area of expertise in Scotland, and but also within IT and within all various sectors. I think there'll just be a huge pent-up demand for change. And so I think if, if you're listening to this and you're a decision-maker or a manager or owner of a business, I think what you need to do is prepare for that change. Now, what's going to happen is your key players, they know you're the, that they are your key players and they'll need to reward you. Now, that doesn't always mean cash. It might mean more flexibility or more of a say or it might mean a share in the business or more autonomy or a bigger team or whatever. You need to find out what they want because if you don't give them what they want, they'll be gone. Okay. Top 30% will be looking to move. So just because they seem engaged now, people will be using that as an opportunity to sort of come and get your best staff. So you need to make sure you retain them. But the first thing you need to do is probably speak to your hinderers because no matter how, if you're going to roll out positivity and try and get things moving, if you've got somebody behind the scenes at the coffee machine or on the WhatsApp being negative to your team members, you're trying to cajole into a, a more positive mindset, it's just going to undermine them. So you need to have that difficult conversation and potentially consider getting them on board or throw them overboard. And then you need to engage with your, your hiders and pull them out and find out what they're looking for as well and what's, what's kind of floating their boat. But you also need to be aware that this is an opportunity. So if you're company A and you're making these changes and you're aware of this situation, who's your biggest competitor? Because they might not be able to make the changes that you can make. So why don't you use this as an opportunity to go and recruit and take the best talent from your biggest competitor? Because this is a chance to get market share as well. So fortune favours the brave. And if you're willing Absolutely. to grab those people, there's a lot of people willing to have conversations now. Pretty much every conversation we have with candidates, the hiders are all saying 
come back to me in Q2. I'll be interested in Q2. I'm not going to leave now because I don't want to be first in and as I last in and first out. But come next spring, I'm interested in dipping my toe in the water because I want a change of scenery. I want, and because the curtain's been drawn on all these companies and managers who have failed to communicate properly, who have not been empathetic, who have not, you know, given the financial support or shown the level of care or attitude or communicated in the way they should have. They've furloughed members of staff for six months and never spoke to them ever. These folk are going to lose staff members. And so it's an opportunity for you, if you are a, an employer of choice, to go and get the, these, this talent from other organisations. So it is a real opportunity as well if you want to see it in a positive light. Absolutely. I mean, everything that you've said there is is very um, reminiscent of, of how we're finding it in the rec to rec market. And I read something yesterday that, you know, most most markets will be talent short come 2021, um, which is obviously a huge opportunity for recruiters. But it also means that as recruitment leaders and business owners, you should be protecting your your people and, and the ones who are the hiders who are you, you can probably build your budget around them because they're hitting the market every they're the they're the ones that are most at risk so it, it's understanding it's it's and do you think it's it's important to have somebody internally to almost audit this or do you think it is worthwhile bringing an external consultant you, you mentioned that you've, you've been doing this with your clients do you think that's something that people should consider doing that an, an external pair of ears you might get more honesty from yeah. people yeah, well, I'm going out and speaking to my clients and saying, well, let's look at who, who your top players are and let's work together with you and let's see where they're at, benchmark their salaries against them, chance to get closer to your clients. And yeah. one of the reasons why I've engaged with you is I'm looking to pull new talent up into my organisation, but I'm looking for you to be aware about what our benefits are and maybe if we're missing out on things. So, yeah, I think pulling in an external person who wants to get closer and make it feel like a joint venture is an absolute no-brainer. Um, because they'll tell you the way things are in there, or because so often we're looking in the way, we're not, you're not looking out the way at what's actually happening there in the recruitment market, but never mind even the recruitment market, your wider markets and see what else is happening there as a whole. One thing specifically, and I know obviously most of your listeners will be recruiters, one thing I've done which has went down really well, and I'm happy to share is, I've removed our threshold from everything from October for the next six months. So our threshold is, is completely gone and our percentages remain the same, which is 20% on everything on wow. the threshold. So they're getting paid 20% on everything, wow. but I'm not paying it to my team members until the second half of next financial year. So they'll get rewarded for that loyalty from the second half of the year. So if they stay beyond the storm that we're in at the moment, they can get weighed in in the second half of the year as things start to recover. So I think my guys are already starting to prepare for sticking put because if you can retain your key team members and keep them motivated oh, and away from your competitors, that'll be good. So I'm, that's what I'm doing, you guys are doing well. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I've, I've got so many messages in my inbox from, from business owners that, that know me and know that I'll be really candid about, you know, their schemes and saying, you know, because they're really keen to keep hold of their villas. You know, that's what people want. But, that's really interesting that you've done that because like you say, it's about building in that loyalty. It's a, you know, you're in, in with this right now with us, we're going to stand by you. You need to stand by us. I like that very much, Chris. That's really insightful. So obviously thinking to the future then, and obviously you're going to be advising your clients of this. So you're going to be hiring in. How do you then protect your existing helpers in the team of an influx of new employees coming in? And how do you ensure that, there's a blend there. So we're just thinking to the future to make sure you don't accidentally add hinderers. Yeah, well, I've already spoken to some of my, my communication, to be honest, is the one word and preparing them for change and 
just shown our vulnerability, speaking to these guys and going, I don't know the answers, by the way. I'm, I'm just an ex-recruiter that happens to now own a business with a few team members. And I think they get it. They, most of the time they get it. And so I'm speaking to a lot of my helpers and my top performers just now and saying, look, these new individuals we bring in, I want you to be involved in the recruitment process. So I'm involving them in the interviews to make sure they get sign off on it and they feel that they're part of it and then I'm also I'm putting in like um, this might be something that a lot of the bigger organizations do already but as a SME I want to put in like um, a buddying system and a mentoring and training system in place I also want to make I'm going to reward them by making them champions of like an apps core an REC champion we are a member of the Institute of Customer Service so I want to have them be a customer service champion but also each of the trainees is going to be buddied up quite consistently with one of the more senior members so they can learn the way that they do it and then hopefully there's an affiliation with them with that trainee and that new person that's coming into the business to help make them successful which might also morally stop them from moving on because they feel that they might let down the person that they've been um, given the responsibility of supporting them through their early stages. So there's an emotional connection as well as a financial connection. So, but who knows, hopefully it'll work out the way I expect. Fingers <laughs> We're human beings, Chris, so nobody does. I love the buddy scheme. It's something that I've, you know, I've watched some of my clients do the same thing. And, you know, I think to have two people starting on the same day is a really good idea because then you're never just that new girl or new boy on your own. But to actually then have the opportunity to, to you know, osmosis the experience from a more experienced person and have them mentoring and championing you and, you know, just knowing that that's the... The confidant that you can have in the business and and it the the for me the benefits of that scheme are so beneficial to you as a business owner because it is creating loyalty it's as simple as that and that's what it's all about and um, i think it's really interesting are you going to white paper this help hide or hinder are you going to make you're going to make it something because i think there's definitely legs in it yeah um i'm going to be on two uh, since i started sort of floating this out um, i'm going to be on two more podcasts of people that i've sort of caught on to after i did an initial like one minute video myself about a month ago on it and so if it, if it gets a little bit of interest and a little bit of following then i'll be sure to think about it but at the moment i'm going to stick to my mind and try and just put people into jobs and make money yeah. and keep my team happy and stuff i'm not going to turn into a podcaster or a business coach overnight or anything like that but if people like it then i'll be more than happy to share my ideas with the business community well it's been i've absolutely loved it i'm absolutely fascinated by it and we'll obviously make sure all your contact information is available via the podcast and the youtube channel thank you so much for joining us today and we look forward to hearing from you again chris you take care and you, thanks. Thank you.